You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. This episode is about genius hour in the music room. All right, so thanks for listening to the show today, and we will be diving into all things Genius Hour. I should tell you that this podcast is also a blog post, so instead of just having show notes like I typically do, I'll have like a more fleshed out blog post as well. So if you want to read the blog post, you are welcome to do that. So you can find that on my blog at mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com, and you can actually click either blog or podcast and you will find it. All right, so we're gonna start first with what is Genius Hour. So I did a little research just to make sure that what I had heard about Genius Hour was correct. I had heard that it came from Google and I did find information to verify that. So I actually got this information from Medium and I can link to my source in the show notes or in the blog post, but what Medium said is that for Genius Hour, Google engineers are given up to 20% of their work week to pursue projects that they are passionate about, as long as it furthers the goals of the company. So innovations such as Gmail, Google News, and Google Glass are just a few examples of the types of projects that have come from that use of company time. So Google started doing this in the workplace. And then I don't know the exact origin of like which teacher found out about this and decided to adapt it for the classroom. But teachers started to, you know, hear about this idea and liked it for the classroom. So started adapting it to the classroom. Genius Hour is also sometimes called 20% Time or Passion Projects, just other names that it goes by. And as a music teacher, I've heard about classroom teachers using Genius Hour and the idea of it really kind of, I found it compelling, but I wasn't exactly sure how to adapt it for the music room. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. I did Genius Hour last year with fifth grade near the end of the year. I do think it could work really well either at the end of the year with upper elementary or even at the beginning of the year, I can see it working well because that way you can kind of see what students are really interested in and then maybe kind of dive more into those topics throughout the year. All right, so we're gonna move on to choosing topics for Genius Hour. Now, in a classroom teacher space or a grade level classroom, students might have quite a bit of flexibility in what their topic is. So the idea of Genius Hour is students can just choose a topic that they're passionate about or that they're interested in, and then they can do a bunch of research about that topic. My daughter Macy did Genius Hour last year in third grade with her grade level teacher. And I know at one point she chose the topic of horses and there might've been another topic she chose, like something to do with geology, I don't remember. But they had like time on, you know, a couple hours every Friday to work on their Genius Hour project. But because we as music educators don't see our students every single day, not typically, I was trying to, you know, think about, okay, I really like this idea, but how do I adapt it so it will work for the music room? And I also wanted students to choose something that's somewhat musical related, right? So what I decided to do last year is I chose four topics that they could choose from. So I kind of pared it down a little bit instead of like any topic you want, I had four topics. The four topics that I chose last year were ukulele, garage band on iPads, keyboards, and coding. So I had students choose one of those topics 
and then explore on their own, which we'll get to in just a minute. This upcoming year, I plan to do Genius Hour again with fifth grade, and I think I'm gonna change my topics a little bit. I'm still going to do ukulele and keyboard because those were definitely a hit, those two topics. I'm gonna add guitar in there, I think, because I do have a lot of guitars probably need to be restrung in my storage closet, but I do have a lot of guitars. And I'm thinking maybe Chrome Music Lab because there are some more advanced things that you could do with maybe like SongMaker. I've seen some really cool projects with SongMaker that I don't always have time for with my students, but I think doing it under the auspices of like Genius Hour, I think could give students more time to work on something like that if they're interested in that. All right, so that's the way I did it. Maybe you have tried Genius Hour before and you've given them more topics than that, but I just felt with the amount of time that I had them, I probably spread Genius Hour out over maybe like five or six lessons last year. So I didn't have a ton of time with them and I wasn't doing Genius Hour the whole time. It was like, it depended on the lesson. It might've been like the second half of the lesson or two thirds of the lesson or something like that, that they were working on Genius Hour. Okay, so after they've chosen a topic, then I had students create a goal. So I actually had students just fill out a Google form stating their musical goal, and I gave them several examples, and I'll give you some examples too. So let's say they chose ukulele as their topic. A goal might be something like, I want to learn three chords on the ukulele and be good switching back and forth between them. Or I want to learn some different strumming patterns. Or I want to learn how to play a specific song. Maybe there's a song they really like and they want to learn how to play it on ukulele. Let's say students are working with Pro Music Lab. Maybe one of their goals could be to replicate a song in SongMaker, like if you're able to find, and I'm gonna, for my blog post, I'll try to find some examples of this because I think like Katie Wardrobe from Midnight Music has some great projects for this where students can kind of like look at a song and song maker and replicate it on their end so it will sound like that song. Or maybe they create their own project, maybe that is their goal. So that's just a few examples of some goals that students could make. Okay, so after they have created their goal, then they are going to do some exploration. And this might take a few lessons where they just have time to explore. And this does take some work on your end because you are gonna be putting together resources for them to explore and they're working towards that goal. So for example, maybe you have a folder in your learning management system. I use Schoology, but you could do this in Google, Google Classroom or another LMS. So maybe you have like an ukulele folder where they can click that ukulele folder and it has a bunch of play-alongs and some of them are chord play-alongs and some of them are song play-alongs, something like that. For keyboard, last year I did a bunch of video play-alongs where kind of like the keys on the piano light up and the students have to find that key. I think for this upcoming year, I am going to do a mixture of some video play-alongs, but also some like just method books that students would use in beginning piano. I'm not sure if I have any in my storage closet, so I have to look in my storage closet. I might be borrowing some from some other music teachers, but I think that will be more successful. For Chrome Music Lab, maybe for their exploration part of it, they would do some free exploration. Maybe you have some task cards, or maybe they're looking at that song and song maker and they're trying to replicate it. When I did GarageBand, I don't think I'm gonna be doing that for this upcoming year, but when I did GarageBand last year, I had some directions in Schoology for them to put together a song with loops, which they had already done in general music. So it was just like a little bit more extensive or more directions that I was giving them about putting together a song with loops or with instruments. And then for coding, I had a hyperdoc, which is just like a Google doc with a 
bunch of different links and students can choose which picture they're going to click on. And I had coding sites such as Isle of Tune. Scratch is always a popular site for coding. And there's another one called codemoji.com that my students played with. So this part of it is really fun because they've created their goal and now they're just exploring the materials that you've put together and hopefully reaching progress or making progress toward that goal. After they've had several lessons of working towards their goal and hopefully achieving the goal, and maybe they even make a second goal, then you get to a part where you're kind of like closing up the Genius Hour project. So you could have them fill out a survey or a Google form explaining whether or not they met their goal. And if they didn't meet their goal, why not? And maybe they made a second goal. And what was that? You could also have them share with each other. So last year when I did this, I just used Flipgrid, which I just learned that Flipgrid is now just called Flip. So I'll make sure to link to that in the blog post. But I had students create in Flipgrid, if they wanted to, they could share what they had done with their project. And then the other students could watch it. I think for this upcoming year, I'm going to have it kind of give students a variety of choices, like they could perform for the whole class if they wanted to. They could just share in small groups and that might just be describing what they did instead of actually performing because some students are going to have anxiety over performing. So maybe they either just discuss in small groups what they did or they actually show in small groups what they did and or they could create a flip grid. That's what I'm thinking at this point. And then, like I said, they would fill out the Google form explaining whether or not they achieved their goal or you might just have like an exit ticket that they fill out by hand. And then something that I didn't do last year that I would like to do this year is I'm also going to have an exit survey that asks them questions like, what did you like about this project? What is something that you would change about this project? You know, what would you add to this project? Or are there other topics that you think I should have added to Genius Hour or something like that? So that's kind of just a overview of what Genius Hour looks like. What I really liked about it is, you know, sometimes in music class, I just don't have time to do all the things like I have. I'm very lucky that I have a bunch of keyboards in my room. I have guitars, like I said, I have ukuleles. And sometimes I just don't have enough time with them to get into everything that I want to. So this was very choice-based. You know, I brought out some keyboards, I brought out some ukuleles. This year I'll be bringing out guitars and then they can make the choice of, yeah, I wanna learn how to play guitar. I wanna learn how to play some chords on guitar. I wanna learn how to play a song on the keyboard or whatever that might be. And they are very excited about what they are working on and you can even if they want to they can work with a partner like if one of their friends is also doing ukulele they can sit there and play some play alongs together that's totally fine so again there's even choice there in how they work individually in small groups with a partner whatever that might be and like i said i think this could work anytime i do think upper elementary it works it lends itself really well for upper elementary i liked it at the end of the year because i felt like you know, sometimes fifth graders kind of get, like, I have like a K to five building, so they kind of get like senioritis at the end of the year. And this was just a really nice way to close out the year. I do have a product in my TPT store if you're interested in checking that out that has a lot of ready-made files there for you, like Google Forms, worksheets, you know, a link to a bunch of play-alongs, that kind of thing, so that that will save you time. So I will link to that as well. But this is something that you could put together on your own. You can change the topics however you want to do it. All right, I hope that was helpful for you as you consider how to put together Genius Hour. I'm going to talk about what I'm consuming. <music>
All right, so the, I'm going to do something a little bit different. A lot of times I talk about TV shows or music, but I'm going to talk about TikTok because it took me a while to get into TikTok. But now I do go on TikTok every now and then for a little bit, and it's been really fun. My oldest daughter, who just started college, was the one who kind of got me into it. And I do actually have a TikTok account if you want to check me out. I'm at Mrs. Miracle's Music Room. But Mr. Williams Pre-K, if you have never checked him out, you really need to because it, he is a hoot. He's a preschool teacher. I don't know if he's still a preschool teacher, but he has been a preschool teacher and he's hilarious. He's so funny that he now has his own comedy show or like he's at least touring a little bit with comedy. Very similar to Mr. D times three. If you've ever listened to him, he's also hilarious and he also has a TikTok account, but oh my gosh, just hilarious. Not always child appropriate. So just keep that in mind, <laughs> but super funny, super entertaining. I really appreciate him. All right, so a short little podcast for you today. I just wanted to kind of walk you through Genius Hour if this is something that you were considering putting together for your music classroom. I have found the engagement and excitement really high, and then it you know gives students agency and choice to check out what they want. Katie, who is sometimes on the podcast with me, she has talked about how she does something similar to this, but she does it as a before school class. So that is another option for you if you're just trying to wrap your mind around how you might do this in the classroom. All right. In my next podcast episode, I will be interviewing Anthony Molinero about the Delcro's philosophy. I'm super excited about that interview. So make sure that you check it out. If you haven't yet subscribed to my podcast, you can do that on several different platforms so that you can find out when the latest podcast episode drops. All right. I hope you have a wonderful day.